Welcome to another episode of Propcast, a property podcast that aims to educate, inspire, and engage property investors. We are your hosts, Dami Shionbala and Bimbala Osaige. Hi, Bimbala. Hey, what's going on? Good morning. Good morning. (laughs) Welcome to another episode of Propcast. How are you? I am good. I am good. I am good in myself and I'm good with what's going on in my home. However, I am concerned with what's going on going on outside of my home, which is the, of the rest of the world. I'm concerned about what's going on in this season. It seems 2020 has been an interesting year so far. Hmm, interesting. I don't even know if the right word is interesting. There's <laughs> <laughs> actually nothing interesting about the year, but it's been like I see what you mean by interesting. 2020 has just been one of those years where you we kind of all came into it with such expectations, you know, new decade, new days, 22, even, even the name 2020 sounded so cool. Was expecting some really cool times this year, some some amazing times in the business, amazing times in our lives, and just you know when you're just very it's like going on a holiday and you're so excited about this holiday you're excited about going you're excited about the the, the 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 accommodation where you'll be staying you're excited about the the activities that you might get involved in you're just excited about going on holiday that's how it was coming into 2020 and then you get to this place and it's one disaster after the other you're thinking well hold on this is what we talked about this is what i want to be doing this isn't what was on the brochure. Yeah, this is what was on the brochure. This isn't it. I've actually had people say stuff like, take me back to 2019. Yeah, I, I think it was the layer of the new decade, right? So we were coming into a new decade. So as mm-hmm. with anything new, there's excitement. There's uh, You've got mm-hmm. hopes, you've got ambitions. And then 2020 came mm-hmm. and just swiped everything away. It did. It did. It started off with... The death of Kobe Bryant. Yeah. The black just how that happened. Yeah. Just how that happened. There was such an unfortunate circumstance. It was just heartbreaking. Um, yeah. And just as we thought we were dealing, somewhat dealing with that. And then COVID. Then Rona hit. <laughs> and you know the Corona. <laughs> It was like one of those unannounced, like it literally just came. Oh, I have so much analogy for this 2020. It's like the visitor. <laughs> or should I say, came it's, like passerby. Seriously, it's like the passerby that knocks on your door and says, oh, I'm sorry. I've been traveling from China and I'm really tired. Can I just have a cup of water? <laughs> and then you Before open you the know door. It. They're here for days. <laughs> weeks <Exactly>. months <laughs> for real for in fact it's like a it's like a visitor from the village that's probably the best way to, to put it so we're africans right so it's it's not very unusual that you would have a relative come from the village to come to the city to and when they come they're not necessarily coming to for a day or two they're actually they're coming to stay but you don't know that right all you know is you get a knock on the door and then this visitor from the village says, oh, I'm so happy to be here. How are you? And you're genuinely happy to see them, right? Because you haven't seen them in a while and so on and so forth. And then after like the first week, you're thinking, uh, what's going on here? And they just refuse to go. 
And then not only do they refuse to go, they're now beginning to cause you a lot of stress. That's the corona right there. And there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> there's nothing you can do about it. <sighs> and then finally, when you think, okay, we've gotten the worst of the coronavirus, the lockdowns happen, we've managed to stay, to stay safe. Heart goes out to everyone that lost their loved ones. We're here now. Let's try and get our lives back in order. Let's try and, you know, return to some sort of normality. And then, boom, something else hits. George Floyd. George Floyd. Police brutality. Racism to the Black people. Black Lives Matter movement. Oh, so, yeah. It's not even, and we've literally just gotten into to June of this year. <laughs> We're just in June. Who We're knows what June. else 2020 has in store? It's like that's why I'm concerned for the yeah, year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But hey, here we are. And um, so today's today's podcast episode is really to touch on all the things that are happening in and around the George Floyd murder, mm. the importance of I, I guess relating it also to property and why it's it's vital for us as a nation as people to be involved in property and what it can do for us and uh but let's yeah. start with the unfortunate incident that did happen a few weeks ago now and you know this incident has also sparked mass outrage around the world not just in america but around yeah. the world so yeah bimbala what what are your thoughts on on what happened and yeah what how how did it affect you yeah, so I think for me, when I heard what happened and I watched the video, I was really sad. I was sad that in 2020, when I thought we'd be, we were making progress, um, I thought we would have, we've made some progress when it comes to racism, when it comes to slavery, when it comes to the mistreatment of Black people in America. It was quite disappointing to see that happening. Well, you know, for me, what was even more disturbing for me was how even if you have one bad officer that literally lost the plot, you had three other officers standing by and doing nothing about it. That, for me, is very painful. It just shows the state of humanity that even, even if you can excuse one person as mad, and okay, you don't, you know what? Oh, this one's mad. This one's lost the plot. This one's got some mental issue. As they like us to believe in when these things happen. What about the other three? Like, how is it okay that four people are, are thinking exactly the same way about this situation? They're okay with it. And it basically just reveals or shows that this problem is deep. It's deep. I mean, I was, I, I recorded another podcast on my other podcast and we we're talking about this. And, um, it was it was just it's just disturbing it's disturbing for me to watch it's disturbing because i'm black it's disturbing because i've got black children that i'm raising i've got black boys in particular it's disturbing because i particularly love the united states i mean i'm looking to move there at some point it's disturbing that it's not even just in the united states it's everywhere i mean we're based in the uk and definitely there is racism here as well and it's just disturbing. It's disturbing that as human beings, we just don't have that basic respect for each other. It's very disturbing. It's very sad. Um, if you think about it or dwell too much on it, you would start to feel angry. And that's one thing that I try not to do. So in all of this stuff, 
I, in a way, I'm trying not to dwell too much on it because I know that if I did, I could easily start thinking a certain way about a certain race. And I know that's not good because that's what, that's how we got here in the first place. Sure. That people have stereotypes about a race. Like if you have an issue with one person, let, let it be the issue with that one person. Don't pack the entire race into that stereotype. And that's how we've gotten here in the first place. So I try not to want to think about it too deeply. Otherwise, the, 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 what I could see happening is every black person then gets really annoyed and hate, you know, hate a, a white person. And that's not what it's about. We just want everyone to respect everyone's like, right to life, right to enjoyment, right to their children, right to amenities, basic amenities, right to finance, right to everything. And I think if we had to, I mean, I'll let you talk about your, what your feelings are, but I think what we're also looking to do this, um, as we record this podcast, is to then bring, then link that back into property and investing in property and the opportunities that property brings, irrespective of your color, your race. Um, yeah, so that's that's how I feel about it. Yeah, and uh, I think my my thoughts as well are not too dissimilar to yours. So on the incident itself, it's just on a on a humane level, just very uh, so let's take away color let's mm-hmm. take away whatever else that was involved just on a humane level it was it was very sad to see somebody murdered you know cold-blooded on on tv that's someone's father that's someone's husband that's someone's son so regardless of what color you are i think on a humane level that was just very sad mm. then bring in color bring in all of those dynamics in you you, st- you suddenly start to realize and and actually see all of these things that you're hearing about but maybe because you know even here in the UK we go through certain things maybe not as bad as America but you you start to see that okay these things are running deep and recently I, I watched the Netflix series or Netflix um a Netflix original called 13 right and this Netflix show it, it what it what it showed me was that slavery never ended it slavery didn't. just it took uh-huh. it took a different form uh. slavery was all about economic empowerment or um, you know it, it it benefited the Europeans the Americans in an economic way but now they ended so with the civil rights movement they ended slavery but <laughs> they started a war on drugs they started a mm-hmm. war on mm-hmm. uh, a, they started being hard on crime and that word criminal was almost now the new word for black people so as mm-hmm. as they as they began that that assault on black people they they began a period of sending a lot of black people to jail taking away leaders in the community assassinating mm-hmm. leaders in the community to, uh, uh, breaking up homes and this has gone on over over you know hundreds and hundreds of years to the point now where we have two point two over two million blacks in jail over yeah. two million black people in jail so uh, and the, the, you know i would i would i would recommend anyone listening to go and watch that netflix series 13 it, it just opens your eyes to see kind of the the injustice that has happened over the years and um, so, yeah, it, it's just very sad. And it's brought these things to, to the forefront now. And I think this is what's now forcing the conversation 
of what we see today is forcing the the movements, the marches, the riots, and and so on and so forth. So, and as you said, this is a property podcast. This isn't a political podcast. The reason why we're talking about this is because we now understand that you know one of the ways that people of color, especially black people, ha- have been held down is through is through lack of economic empowerment. The system, and this word has been branded about a lot, systematic, systematic, systematic oppression. And I don't think I really knew what that meant until recently, where you see that the systems that are in place, the governance systems that are in place, have been have so much been shaped to hold back people of colour and allow the whites and so on to to advance in community you know they have access to better education better housing systems mm. better areas where the standard of living is is greater mm-hmm. and then people of color especially black people are now left in poorer neighborhoods have uh, poorer access to credit have poorer access to, uh, to to good amenities and therefore that disparity over the last however many years has grown and continues to grow and continues to grow and that's where the systematic the systematic oppression comes into place so the reason why we're tying this back to property is because property as you mentioned there's no there's no color there's no creed there's nothing it's just you your assets and those assets allow you to uh, or it it can give you a level of economic empowerment. You know what I mean? No, that 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 is a good point to to talk about actually. So property doesn't know color, property doesn't know race, property actually doesn't know gender, property is not biased at all, and property gives you and, and it's not because I think when it comes to building wealth and it when it comes to building and creating wealth, there's certain principles that allows for that to happen and those principles would work irrespective of who you are irrespective of where you're coming from irrespective of what color you are and what gender you are and i think in light of and at least in knowing that then gives us the confidence even more so as as black people and you know in fact it it should give us or it it does give us and it should give us more of an incentive to want to do this because where even if there is systematic racism even if the system have already worked in such a way to disadvantage us or disadvantage a group of people, there are certain things that you can do to kind of get yourself out of it. Exactly. Um, in a previous episode, we've talked about some of the reasons why we're, we're investing, where we're so invested in property and the reasons why we invest. And one of it is just being able to have some sort of built some sort of generational wealth you live a legacy and for me as a black woman in the united kingdom with raising black children and raising black boys that's one of my biggest why i want to be able to create a path for my children and their children where even if the system was designed to work against them because property doesn't know any color or race and wealth is wealth they're able to step out of that they're not impacted by that you mentioned earlier about um, it went from slavery to now millions of, of black people are now in jail with a criminal record, perhaps for something that probably doesn't deserve a real criminal record. Like 
some of the things that black people go to jail for in america is actually outrageous like it's just things that really like really do we do we yeah, really exactly. go that, exactly. that far? we need to yeah. you know like not really that deep <laughs> they, they actually have quotas for and they have arrests that they mm. should be making so of course mm -hmm. if you have a quota to to arrest a certain number of people to put them in those jails then it, it makes it easier for police officers to just pick on mm -hmm. pick on the those who are less privileged those who yeah. have you know less less resources yeah so, you know yeah and it, yeah, to, to think about that is so the reason why this happened, and, and this is a question that I had actually, so when I mentioned earlier about doing a, a podcast talking about this issue, one of the questions I asked, I was speaking to some American guys, one of the questions that I asked, I, I asked them was, is this a poor black people issue? So if you look at the, because we hear, every time you hear about this arrests and all this blatant racism, um, police brutality, they, the, the way they sell it to you is they sell it to you as though the black person in question has this criminal record and that criminal record and so on and so forth and they're from this poor neighborhood and so on and so forth. And I'm not saying that the corporate black American doesn't experience racism, of course they do, but the one that you see propagated a lot is the ones that are um, maybe have a previous record. And you know, and then I asked the question, uh, but I said, look, is this a poor black people issue or is it just a black people issue and we talked about it and it kind of and I, and I remember that again because by the time a, a person is raised in an when people are raised in an environment people are products of the environment right and their upbringing if that's all you've known and that's what you're surrounded by and there's no real help to get you out of that situation you're naturally going to go from a young black boy to an older black man in the same environment, doing the same thing, hustling. Because at the end of the people are hustling. They're hustling to make a living. They're hustling to, you know, and that's where all, that's literally where all of this comes from. Because they don't have access to what their, their peers have access to. So when we're bringing it into property, I'm bringing, I'm saying all of this to say that even when we find ourselves in situations where it's kind of almost impossible for us to, to, find a way out of that because that's all you've known i'm saying i'm offering us an, another way in property there's always another way there's always a way to get out of the hood there's always a way to to get out of poverty there's always a way to build generations um to bring up to build a legacy for your generation there's always and, and that way one of the most accessible way I think it's property. And when I say accessible, I use that word loosely as well because it's not, yes, it might not be accessible to everybody. Sure. And their credit record and their previous credit record or their circumstances of the job situation. But for the for those that can access it, we need to access it. What we're discussing here is a point of view. So many people are writing at the moment, which is one avenue, which is one lane. Many people are forcing conversations to happen, which is another way. Many people are calling for, for example, many people are calling for white people to take a stand and go go ahead with, you know, um, support the movement. Because uh, as they say, turning a blind eye to it is being complicit in what's happening. So that's another avenue. And there's no, I keep saying there's no one silver bullet to solve this problem. Economic empowerment is also another avenue. The reason why, one of the reasons why I personally feel we've, we've been held down for so long is because of the systems that are being put in place. Is because of, because at the end of the day, money talks. 
money talks. So if we're able to, as a people, as a nation, better ourselves economically, despite all the things that they put against us in the system, if we're able to rise above that and empower ourselves economically, we we will have a say. We will have a say at the table. I've recently started a conversation with um, a friend of mine, and we we looked at we looked at Jewish people. They went through persecution. Now. I know slavery went on for a much longer period. It was a lot more demeaning. It was a lot more, it was a lot harsher, but it it was still persecution. Jewish people also went through persecution. And we said, what what's the difference between their persecution and our persecution? That's in terms a, that's of, a very good point. That know, is how, such a good point. Yeah, how were they able to kind of move on and flourish as they have done? And you find that it's one of the reasons is economic empowerment. Anywhere you go, you find that Jews are probably, or in any area, in any society, you find that Jewish people are very wealthy. They build their communities. They come together. Yeah. They have they have their communities, and you know, and they form they form strong relationships, and they're able to have a say because of of the wealth that they have. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now yeah. I know that a lot of Jewish people are also white, so someone will say, "Well, that also helped them." But the point is, the reason why they're able to have a say is is because of, or one of the reasons is because of their economic status. So, as a yeah. people of color, we also need to look at how we help each other and how we improve our economic status so that we also start to have a say despite what system that they put there to stop us if we can if we can start to invest in things like property if we can start to build generational wealth so okay so for example imagine we we've we've got you've got four kids i've got three kids we establish a property portfolio like we have done and we are doing and we're able to pass that on to our onto our children now our children are starting from a position where it's not about getting on the ladder. Exactly. They're starting from a position exactly. of we've got four, five, yeah. six, seven, eight, nine, ten houses that our parents have worked for mm-hmm. and have given us. Yeah. So then they build on that. Yeah. And they pass that on to their children. Exactly. And their children build on that. Exactly. That's how we start to change the narrative. But we all have to do it together. It can't be one person doing it here or another person doing it here. It has to now become all of us yeah. doing this so that we can start. Yeah. Yes. Uh, whites have had a 400 year head start but you've got to start somewhere so you've got to start this for me i mean it's good that you i like the fact that you brought the jews into this because that was one of the things i was going to say so when i was saying earlier that you know we need to we need to when you when you have for for those that have access to funding for example have access to good jobs have access to you know to a better way of living you've got to start to think about look how do i start building wealth um, even though the systems are against me, but more importantly, uh, the point I was going to bring up now is joint venture. Now, anyone that knows or heard me speak, I'm constantly and continuously talking about joint venture, and that is looking at the Jews, for example, is the perfect example. If one person can't do something by themselves, rather than sit in the little corner and say, "Look, I don't have what it takes to do X, Y, Z," find somebody else, join up with somebody else, collaborate with somebody else. Because if one, two, three, four people come together and do stuff together, we begin to build things that way. You cannot afford to sit 
in your little corner and say, look, I've only got access to X, Y, or I can't invest in property. I don't have enough money. I'm not getting paid as much as I would like to. I'm being discriminated against at work. I can't, I, I haven't been promoted in years. I don't, I didn't get a bonus this year. You know, like all the different reasons and excuses that we come up with and say, well, I can't do this for X, Y, Z. Okay, yeah, okay, yes, understood. You can't do that for right now, but what is it that you can do or who can you join up with or what group, what investment group can you form? What community groups can you form to come together and invest in the property? buy something, start small. That is exactly what the Jewish people do. That's why they're constantly together. And that's why they've got the seat at the table now, because clearly it wouldn't have, I, I can imagine back then when the persecution was at its highest and they finally kind of come out of that, it must have been very difficult for one Jewish person to do anything. They must have come together as a group and say, look, we are in this together. What can we do as a group to get ourselves out of this? And I think as black people, we desperately need to start thinking that way we desperately need to start thinking that way yes there's systems that are working against us there's systems in place that have never got away slavery hasn't ended it's just shifted in a different way but what can you do now you can work right now you've got you've got some access or some sort of freedom what are you going to do to break this thing um yeah I was very passionate about that. <laughs> <laughs> venture chick. <laughs> no. Venture yeah, chick, yes. It. Because we can achieve so much when we work together. Yeah, and it's the truth. It's it's really the truth, you know. I I think one thing that's been really beautiful out of this moment is that we are seeing a coming together in terms of campaigning for campaigning for equal rights. I'm not even going to say civil rights. I'm going to say equal rights. But now we need to also bring that togetherness into business. Now, you're seeing a lot of campaigns about supporting black businesses, supporting black brands. I think it goes beyond that. I think it needs to go a level beyond that because in order to sustain this, we all need to move together and invest together, buy properties together and so on and so forth. And as you said, partner with with individuals, partner with businesses in order to do these things. Um, it, it, I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying that everything will just work and everything will be rosy like that. But these are the kind of moves that we need to start making as a people in order to further progress ourselves. And again, like I said, this is a point of view and this is a point of view that will allow us to move on to the next level and and help us to look to get a seat at the table. And, and that's all we can ask for. So like we said, there is no silver bullet. There is no one un one answer fits all. But if we keep making these moves, if we keep making these progressions, then hopefully things will be better, not just in our generation, but in generations to come. Do you have anything else to add, Bimbala? I, I honestly think we've said it. We've said it all. We've said, I mean, you can't really say everything all, but I, I think we've, we've raised some really good points and it's definitely worth pondering over. So yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy with that we've raised this point and yeah i just want the word to get out there we can definitely definitely do so much together let's stand together not just in calling for equal rights but in businesses and in investment exactly what you've said so yes thank you thanks for for saying that excellent so to our listeners out there thank you for listening to another episode on propcast as we've mentioned we need to stand together 
And if anyone is thinking, oh, how do we go about investing with other people? If anyone is thinking, how do we go about doing a joint venture? Or how does it work? Then please reach out to us, send us a message, and we'll be more than happy to book some time with you, have a consultation. My podcast partner, she's the JV Queen or JV Chick, whatever, <laughs> whatever you want to name, you know, whatever name she has for her. My life is a collaboration. Collaboration. <laughs> um, so, and we're, we're both, we're both heavily invested in property and we're, we're both looking for, you know, to work with people. So reach out to us. We can talk you through what it involves, even if you don't work with us and you find somebody else in your own area, in your community that you want to partner with, that's still going, that's still doing something, you know? So we're not saying yeah. it has to be with us. We can talk to you. We can let you know, okay, this is, these are the things that you need to consider. This is how it's going to work. Mm. But let's yeah. let's all come together and move each other forward. That's the whole purpose of this. And, and if we're able to help move one or two people forward, then we've done our own bit in this fight for equality. We've done our own bit in this fight to level us up and bring economic empowerment to our people. So with that being said, thank you once again for listening. Please share, please subscribe. If you think what we've said has value, has merit, please share it and let people hear this. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you for listening. Bye. Until next time.